We live history moment to moment, whether we realize it or not. Of course, there are times when we are painfully aware of that fact. Most people remember the very darkest days in remarkable detail. They can tell you where they were, who they were with, what they were doing, the day the space shuttle, space shuttle Challenger exploded, say, or the day those two planes flew into the Twin Towers. The one-year anniversary of the pandemic that we marked last week felt a bit different, though. The president gave an address from the White House on March 11th, the day in 2020 that the World Health Organization declared the spread of the novel coronavirus to be a global pandemic. You may or may not have noted that WHO declaration then. Possibly you noticed that on March 12th, New York decided that its theaters needed to be shut and suddenly all the lights went dim on Broadway. You probably recall that your church closed its Wellesley Hills campus on March 13th, a particularly unfortunate Friday. This past Thursday, the president said, over a year ago, no one could have imagined what we were about to go through, but now we're coming through it. And it's a shared experience that binds us together as a nation. It's a shared experience that we are still struggling to make sense of ourselves. The pandemic scuttled so many of our plans, both the large scale and the small scale. As a congregation, for instance, we had plans to celebrate our sesquicentennial in high style. Instead, we launched a more subdued celebration of our 150th anniversary, one that is still ongoing. Throughout this program year, I have been preaching a sermon series based on the insights of the Reverend Dr. James Luther Adams, a prior minister of this congregation who went on to become one of the most prominent social ethicists and public theologians of the 20th century. There are five sermons in this series on the aims of liberal religion, each corresponding to one of what Dr. Adams dubbed the five smooth stones of belief. This morning, we consider the fourth point that he enumerates, namely that liberal religion teaches that we all have the power to shape history, power that we can use for good or for ill, and that we use it most responsibly when we consciously organize our efforts to improve one another's lives. The faith of a church or of a nation is an adequate faith only when it inspires and enables people to give of their time and energy to shape the various institutions of the common life, Dr. Adams explained. A faith in the commanding, sustaining, transforming reality is one that tries to shape history. Any other faith is thoroughly undependable. It is also, in the end, impotent. It is not a faith that molds history. And it is not a faith that connects us to our collective power and the promise that power holds for our shared future. Something I have heard very many of you discuss is just how powerless you have felt over this past year. I have felt powerless too. None of us have had it within our power to do all the things we ordinarily did, not together on a Sunday morning or on any other day of the week. Instead, 
we had the opportunity to do things that we might not have ordinarily done. Consider that for a moment. What did you do this past year that you would not have done otherwise? When your regular routines were disrupted, where did you direct your time and energy? Maybe you helped organize an online fundraiser or helped spread awareness around a social issue. Maybe you staffed a phone bank to get out the vote in a distant state. You probably had a year of a few historic firsts and you might not even want those firsts to be your lasts. Some things may have subtly but significantly shifted for you. In a time of closure, quarantine, constriction, rather paradoxically, your scope might have expanded. When Dr. Adams left UU Wellesley Hills, he went to teach at Meadville Theological School in Chicago, where he stayed on faculty for nearly 20 years. One colleague of his was the theologian Bernard Loomer at the University of Chicago. Like Dr. Adams, Professor Loomer had a concern for the beneficial and constructive uses of power. In 1975, he gave a lecture, seminal lecture, he called Two Conceptions of Power. He dubbed these two types of power unilateral power and relational power. While unilateral power is what we have traditionally been taught to respect, Professor Loomer contended. Relational power is what our times call for now. Professor Loomer argued that we need to surrender our outmoded notions of power over, in which we strive to exert our influence over others, even if it's a purportedly positive influence, and instead embrace power with, in which we are guided by an ethic of mutuality to change. To be alive is to exercise power in some degree. Ideas like people have their lives only in a community of relations, Professor Loomer explained. The true good is not a function of controlling or dominating influence. The true good is emergent from deeply mutual relationships. He encouraged us not to seek solely to exert our influence, but also to accept the influence of others willingly and yes, gladly. If we can manage this, he maintained, we ourselves might be enlarged. We would relinquish our uncertainties that we know what is best for everyone, ourselves included, and become curious and teachable. Our readiness to take account of the feelings and values of another is a way of including the other within our world of meaning and concern, Professor Loomer observed. It is also a measure of our own strength and size, even and especially when this influence of the other helps to create transformation of ourselves and of our world. So, how do we measure the strength and size of our society, our community, our household, our life? Essentially, we should never expect to change the world without first demonstrating a readiness to be changed ourselves, to stretch ourselves, and to become more expansive in our individual sensibilities, 
We are both cause and effect. We are both self-creative and creative of each other for good or for ill or for good and ill, Professor Loomer contends. We are dependent and yet autonomous. Repeatedly, Professor Loomer equates power with stature. Those who are truly powerful are sizable, according to him. They have big hearts and broad imaginations. Professor Loomer wrote the word size entirely in capitals with dashes between each letter to suggest how much room we all had for growth. By growth, he suggested, such growth, he suggested, was how we should measure ourselves. It's how we should measure greatness itself. By size, I mean the stature of a person's soul, the range and depth of love, a capacity for relationships. I mean the volume of life you can take into your being and still maintain your integrity and individuality, he declared. The intensity and variety of outlook you can entertain in the unity of your being without feeling defensive or insecure. I mean the power to sustain more complex and enriching tensions. I mean the magnanimity of concern to provide conditions that enable others to increase in stature. The more powerful we allow others to be, the more power we can tap together, the more we all have to share with one another in our world. Another milestone that passed this year while our world has remained off kilter was the 25th anniversary of the theater debut of Jonathan Larson's musical Rent, also written entirely in capital letters, interestingly enough. Famously and tragically, the playwright and composer died unexpectedly before opening night. He did not live to see his work win several Tony Awards and a Pulitzer Prize. He could not have known that it would have a 12-year run on Broadway and how historic and substantial his artistic accomplishment would be. Jonathan's musical told the story of a marginal community of artists and outcasts living in the Lower East Side of New York at the height of the AIDS epidemic when their ranks were being rapidly decimated. Earlier this month, the New York Theater Workshop offered a virtual performance of Rent. One of its best known songs is Seasons of Love. In it, a main character sings, 525,600 minutes. How do you measure, measure a year? In sunsets, in midnights, in inches, in miles, in laughter, and strife. In 525,600 minutes, how do you measure a year in the life? In answer to that question, he replies, how about love? Measure in love. Yes, measure in love. In his address on Thursday, the president told the nation that the total number of deaths in America at that point was 527,726. More deaths than in World War I, World War II, the Vietnam War, and 9-11 combined, he reported. It is also more than one death per minute in the last year, a staggering loss of life in this country due to the coronavirus. So we will definitely measure this past year in loss. 
but I also hope that we will measure it in love, love that survives even loss, love that sustains us still, because we all know what a powerful force love can be. Its power, as both Dr. Adams and Professor Loomer and that Broadway singer all suggest, is transformative. Love can change our world, and yes, it can mold a history that holds out hope for all people. But not unless we let love alter us and our lives. The president recently gave Americans a revised timeline for 2021 that all adults would qualify for a vaccine by May and that we would be able to safely hold smaller celebrations with our friends and neighbors outdoors by July 4th. For the first time in a while, I believed that we might be able to have an actual in-person in-gathering service here at UU Wellesley Hills in September. What a joyous prospect for all of us to once more gather again as an assembled faith community. Yet we need to continuously remind ourselves that it matters precisely what we place our faith in. Dr. Adams told us this time and again. Certainly we have faith in our power to participate in the unfolding of history moment to moment, month to month, many years hence but our power is shared amongst us and shaped by every single one of us. Professor Loomer taught that unilateral power always has to do with us getting our own way. Relational power has to do with us finding a way together. Here I cannot help but recall that old Quaker proverb, have faith and the way will open. Have faith and the way will open. We believe in a communal process aimed at the emerging good. We do not place our faith in a higher power so much as in a wider power, a wider power that is ever widening. We are still writing our history. Understandably, there's increased excitement today about what the eventual end of this pandemic could mean for us what it will not mean, and indeed should not mean, is a return to so-called normal, an exact replica of the way things were before the pandemic. Things have changed conclusively. We have to be willing to acknowledge the changes brought by the coronavirus and how we weathered it in seasons of love, spending last spring, summer, fall, and winter. The things the pandemic has revealed to us about the deep divisions and pernicious problems in American life are things we dare not forget. From the White House this Thursday, the president told us finding light in the darkness is a very American thing to do. In fact, it might be the most American thing we do. And that's what we've done. That's also what we must continue to do as we move toward rebuilding our common life. Someday in the far distance, we may remember countless changes that began to take place in 2020, changes begun for the better. We do not know, however, how long they may take us to be fully realized and how much will be required of each of us. 
in being at least partially responsible for the course of history. By what star, if any, are we to be guided? Professor Loomer asked. As we try to plan and direct the evolution of human society and its pluralistic values and styles, by what are we to be shaped and transformed? The president pointed to the recent Mars landing of the American space rover Perseverance as a bright spot in the midst of these days. No doubt some of you have been watching broadcasts of its marvelous footage as we have in our home. Astrophysicists teach us that we live in a rapidly expanding universe whose grandeur is almost immeasurable, whose growth outpaces all our metrics, whose billions and billions of galaxies containing billions and billions of stars call us to awe and humility, expansiveness and adventure. We ourselves can become more spacious. We can increase in what Professor Loomer called size and cosmic as well as collective power. I am so impressed by the way our faith community has extended itself since March 13th, 2020. And honestly, I have little interest in it constricting or shrinking back to any hyper-local or parochial preoccupations once we stop our present sheltering in place. There's such vastness ahead of us. We'll come to know more of it over time. The Irish poet Michael Daniel Higgins wrote of a stirring of power to go on toward the space of sharing. I hope that we can sense that persistent stirring during these difficult days and claim the enormity of our shared power, always together.